Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. don't know if it will come up on I don't know if Audacity will pick it up but I did just like lean back and I think my whole spine just like (laughs) fucking broke (laughs) so if I'm leaning like Bella in this I apologize I just apparently haven't stretched in days it felt good and there was that kind of momentary pause where if you've ever like popped something you're like uh oh was that a good pop or a bad pop yeah have I just broken my spine irreparably or am I (laughs) Exactly. Your body just released all of the tension it's been like holding up for like a week and like, ah, let me out. I feel like more so than in past weeks or months or years, today and like the past 36 hours, I've remembered that we started this show in November of 2016 last year. And I just don't understand how we mustered up the energy to do this yeah. on a weekly basis. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you guys um, have been around for that long. You guys are literally like buttressing the, the, the elections now at this point. That's crazy. I know. It's unfortunate, you know. No one no I haven't seen any news coverages talking about the Twilight Renaissance and how it influences the election, but we're here and yeah. we're trying to make it happen. The correlation is there and it is us. We are the Venn diagram. We are the red street. Yes. It is us. We're here. Anyways, welcome to Into Twilight, the red Ooh. string of podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Your favorite conspiracy podcast, Into the Twilight. <laughs> Nothing that we do is fact-checked. We don't want to be fact-checked. Yeah, we are just it. sitting here in our confidence, which is great. Deliciously uh, wrong. Commit to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else that we do, we really do commit to the bit. I am so excited to have you here, Viv. I am, I feel like I watch all of your TikToks and they bring me such immense joy. And so it is so exciting to have you here in the space with us. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm, I, that's so, that's so sweet of you to say. Thank you. I'm just a doofus on the internet who's like, listen, I have sway over a very particular niche and I am good at like three things that contribute to that niche. Absolutely. I have weird, mushy face. I'm really obsessed with Twilight. <laughs> and and the third one is sort of a, a wavering thing on based on days. But that's really sweet. I'm excited to be here. It's- All of those things sound like you are home. Welcome into the family. <laughs> like yeah. you I found this is the my space people. for you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, you are settle up by the fire. You are home at this time. <laughs> Um, If anyone doesn't know who you are or what you do, would you help enlighten them a little bit, please? Oh, yeah. It's a very short um, update. (laughs) I I am a... uh, I'm a content creator. Ooh. (laughs) Um, Yeah, whatever. (laughs) From (laughs) um, currently residing in Georgia. Um, So that's how my life's going right now. Yeah. Great. um, I, I specialize particularly in like Twilight TikTok meme creation, but I also am a music artist. I'm an actor and um, yeah, I, I'm a big fantasy writer and reader. I'm actually writing a book right now. So that's fun. 
Hell yeah. Fantastic. That's fantastic. (laughs) One of my favorite things about scrolling across your TikToks is they will just be like, goof, goof, goof. Complete belt of an amazing note (laughs) with no explanation and then back to the goofs. (laughs) Thank you. It's just like... Oh my god, I forgot that Viv just like the variety <laughs> is there. It is strong. Thank you. I have I have two I would say I have range, but I really have like two vacillating vibes. And some of it's like, we're gonna do paramore today, and then it's like Emmett with bag of eggs. <laughs> and then that's that's the content that I put out into the world. And I, I grew up on Tumblr. I don't know about you guys, but oh, like yeah. that was yep. my, my renaissance <clears throat> to <clears throat> yes. the adult world. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> This is how we exist. This is how real people talk to each other. T- to see the positive, like that positive energy, because Tumblr's long since kind of died in- out mm. into this like really militant place for me, at least. I was part of like the RP community and whatnot. And that was, that just became so divisive. And mm. now to come back and just be like, let's just, let's just sit around and talk about like, you know, which Captain America character would be the most likely to peg a Twilight character? Like, let's talk about it. Let's let's the important it out. Things it's about life. time we had that conversation. It is. You know, you, know what? you know what? In light of recent election, we need to talk about the most hard-hitting questions. Absolutely. Was Carlisle a Democrat? Someone tell me. <laughs> I just really need to know. <laughs> I agree. I Sometimes I try to forget about that time in my life that I just spent literally hours of my high school life, like every day, just on, just like tumbling on Tumblr, you you know? You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) um, And I I try to forget about it every single day. Well, I have to ask, like, which which subcategories were you in at that time? That's a great question. Do you want to guess? Um, <laughs> Can you psychoanalyze I, us? <laughs> that, yeah, that's the new psychoanalyze. I'm watching Hannibal right now, so that tells you where oh. I'm at. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, oh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a little bit of aesthetic, to, a little bit of aesthetic going on. Like maybe you're part of that community. I don't know. It's a very personal thing to try and see it is it is and i'm so glad that you brought it up this might be the most vulnerable thing i've ever said on the internet (laughs) uh which is is saying a lot um as i've been on the internet since i was in fifth grade unsurprisingly to anyone i was a super hulak yep yep me me too unfortunately oh Oh, the shared (sighs) trauma yeah oh Um, Yeah. I was never um, into Doctor Who, but you know what? I saw those people as they went by and I'm like, oh, they're so cool. Come to find out. I was like, oh. Yeah. We're just, they're, you no. guys, y'all are built different. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, Cody, actually, if you could do me a favor and you could just bleep Super Hula, yeah, it that is. would be really great. It is just a Just keep them guessing. Um, so I will. <laughs> Were either of you into was it called it was uh homestuck was oh. either of you into homestuck? oh my, my one god claim to fame the only thing i have in like my sense of like i've I'm, i've made it to some extent is i never uh-huh. once never once read homestuck never okay Me either. and also i've been seeing a lot of people bringing trying to bring homestuck back on tiktok and i'm like excuse me we were no. finished don't. with this. We <laughs> buried that shit. In front of my salad. No. Right, absolutely not. <laughs> Fucking read the room. We are not bringing yeah. this back. <laughs> we killed yeah, this. I, rightfully. Yes. I thought we let that die. I also never partook 
in Homestuck, but I did listen to Taz Balance several times, and yeah. I think that's the same thing. So yeah. that's <laughs> you know, well, uh, it's okay. We all have we all have trauma. I feel especially <laughs> vulnerable right now. Um, so I'm going to turn this back to you, Viv. Uh, one of the things that we do <laughs> on the show is we check in about how we're doing, which is comical um, in general, but especially this week. I would love to know how you're doing and if there's something in your life at all that's bringing you joy right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you know what? This week, it's cold. You know what? It's I live in the South currently, mm-hmm. which is difficult, but <laughs> I... <laughs> Sure. There's a lot of lovely people out here. I'm not, it's not that, but it's, it's, the humidity is always so difficult and Mm. we don't really get a fall. So the fact that it's cold and it feels like crispy outside is actually really wonderful and very soothing. I have my window open right now. It's November and it's like, wow, fall is really here. (laughs) So yeah, just something simple about this week because yeah. Otherwise, I'll go off on a tangent. (laughs) That sounds amazing. When I think about folks that are, like, built different, I do think about, like, living in the South. I could not do the humidity. I think that that is a a stronger type of person um, than I. (laughs) And so I, the idea that it is now crisp, which is what I associate with fall, makes me very happy for you. Thank you. Um, it's a mood. That's you deserve for sure. it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, guys, <laughs> you do. I, I feel so validated. <laughs> Cody, how the hell are you doing? Uh... Are you alive? You good? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> good. My happy thing this week. Um, I was doing a lot of like stress cleaning or like not even cleaning because my room is a mess and everything in my everything is a mess but I was like going through (laughs) stuff and being like let me just find new things that I've hidden in piles previously and see if I can spark joy (laughs) as I do sometimes because that's my brain yeah it'd be like that that. that's a laugh of recognition for you (laughs) I I totally feel that totally yeah the solidarity I feel it um but I found like an old camcorder that I had as a kid just like I love to keep a bunch of old fucking technology and chicks i'm like this will be fun to use later or to ha- to reminisce on things or to be able i don't know it's whatever so i found it and i'm very excited i like bought a charger for it and i'm excited to maybe film some shit on a little hell little yeah. doodad oh that's sweet yeah i love little doodads right exactly <laughs> That is amazing. I'm very excited. One of the things that I constantly associate with you, Cody, is just like having a whole bunch of old tech. For what reasons? I'm not entirely sure, but I just, just like, uh, just this little crab just like holding a shit ton of old iPods. I have so many like shitty, like point and shoot cameras from like the early 2000s. I have my first cell phone just for no reason other than I I want it. And I just think it'd be cool to have it. I always wanted to be that bitch that had the LG chocolate. Oh, fuck. When I was in middle school, I knew I wasn't bougie enough. Like, I had that kind of recognition at the time to know I wasn't the one that was, like, the sidekick. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, the pocket space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who has the pocket space for that? (laughs) But that really brings back a lot of memories. So thank you for that. Absolutely. How are you, man? What's your your thing? Yeah. Oh, I'm... Yeah. I'm great. (laughs) Teaching, um... Listen, so four years ago when we started this podcast, I was in my master's program to become mm-hmm. a teacher. And now, um, and during that time, I was like, oh, I could never teach during an election. Oh. Um, and yet here I am. <laughs> yeah. 
having conversations with my middle schoolers about like the faults of the electoral college and they're just like exhausted and so am I. (laughs) Um, And so that's been fun. That's been a fun time. Teachers are supposed to be like holier than thou, right? Like we're angels. We don't imbibe in substances and like we don't have political opinions because we're just like, we only appear in the mornings to teach kids and then we disappear. And then you don't exist after that. (laughs) And then we don't. Yeah. After June, we just go into hibernation until September. Seasonal. And so (laughs) we actually go where the spirit stores go. We just live there. And then they bring us out every fall oh my god oh my god so that's been fun um as someone who is opinionated on everything to try and be like "Mm, let me give you an objective learning space here yeah I feel like the bright light in my life is yesterday we made a conscious choice in this household to not look at our phones just because you know life Mm -hmm. um and we decided to watch two movies that bring back like a really visceral middle school high school vibe for me and I feel like some of you might relate to this um we first watched High School Musical 3 which Chris had never seen (laughs) fantastic and it was just beautiful and amazing and Kenny Ortega doing his shit I cried like I always do um and then (laughs) we followed that up with the chaser that is Magic Mike and it was a really powerful vibe that we were creating in the space, uh, and I appreciate it greatly. Oh my gosh, that's genre shift would absolutely knock me on my ass. That's incredible. <laughs> it was a weirdly uh, sexual kind of environment that we were creating last yeah. night, um, but it was necessary. Say, High School Musical 3, the parts of it I've seen, that's more erotic than <laughs> Magic Mike. It's very erotic, it yeah. The unrealistic expectations that created in eighth grade me uh, were a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> had a profound impact. Speaking of those like old timey, old timey, what the fuck? <laughs> we are 700 years old. <laughs> we are all collectively father time. Yeah. I have been waiting for this. And so I'm desperately excited to okay. hear about your Twilight backstory and how it started <laughs> and how you are now. Can you map that out for us? Yes. I started reading it when I was in my teenage years. You'll have to forgive me. I'm not very good at math, and I just don't want to right now. But I was, like, middle schoolish when I started reading. And I remember even back then when people were like, oh, my God, Twilight's, like, the new thing. And I was like, ugh, posers. I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. I'm going to go over into my corner and listen to Evanescence. And so I, I was resistant. And then I finally picked up the book one day and was like, all right, what's all this fuss about? And then I sat down and consecutively read like the next two that were out at the time. It'd be like that. It does be like that. And and I, to this day, I am that, that bitch who was like, oh, that sounds like something that's so trite and played out. I, I just got to see what it's all about. And it's obsessive. Yeah. And then it's like, that's my week. And um, so I did it. I read it. I got Breaking Dawn. I remember reading it and I read the first two thirds the day I got it. So I was up until two in the morning. Oh my gosh. As like a 16 year old reading this shit. I remember very vividly the first when when I I was so enraged at Bella. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, just get rid of the baby, whatever. And like, (laughs) 16 year old me is not even on birth control. Just like, oh, God, motherhood is so gross. Come on. (laughs) 
just be a vampire. And so I remember that. And then the Renesmee and Jacob pairing twist that came. And I was like, I have to go to bed. <laughs> so I put, the most responsible thing I did was like, I, I, need, I need to go to bed. And then I woke up the next morning and finished the book. But that was my obsession. I watched all of the films. I, I always had a was like a little bit like this is such this is kind of trashy but also i i also was like i gotta love it though yeah. <laughs> so when i stepped away from it i was like you know I've, I've grown i've changed i didn't really ever pick it up or touch it for many years and in, in that time i went to acting school and all this other stuff because everyone talks about how campy the, the movies are mm-hmm. and um they're not wrong but i went through my really pretentious actor period where I was like I would never make this kind of shitty art I would I need to be creating Shakespearean pieces and then I came back and I was like no this looks like it'd be so much fucking fun to be on that set oh my god especially later on when they're all like blitzed out of their mind and they're just like whatever we have a huge budget and we don't care and that's that's really the art I want to make and create it's just like let's just have a good time let's hot fuzz this fucking vampire romance story and have a good time so coming back to present day i i hadn't really touched or read the books but i went to seattle around the same time a friend of mine was like oh you have tiktok you should follow me and it turns out that they their ad is at smallest kyle they post oh hey yes a good friend of mine we went to school together love kyle they posted twilight content i was like oh what is this new new world and so i'm scrolling through and i'm like wait this this feeling of nostalgia and this very wonderful community i came back to it because like most of us i'm stuck inside so i'm i'm revisiting things from my childhood to sort of yes feel comforted by i say childhood adolescence i guess is a better term i mean obviously watching hannibal I was thinking about watching Sherlock again, but then I was like, I, I don't know if I'm ready to open up that door. I need to do something for myself. Yeah. Not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe something else, anything else perhaps, but it may not be, you know, a masterwork, but there's something incredibly earnest about Twilight Mm -hmm. that has me coming back to it and finding it, finding that comfort and that, that just pure enjoyment. And it's like, oh, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be like Shakespeare for it to be valid right. and wonderful and it, it doesn't have to be air quotes good for it to be enjoyable yeah so I I really that's that's how I kind of got back to it um and so I guess it changed from me being really frustrated um at all the characters and being like why are you like this to coming back from an adult perspective and being frustrated and being like okay i know why you're like this because i've had time to experience trauma and stuff but like you're also being really annoying about it (laughs) so yeah and we will get into that when we discuss uh midnight sun so totally that's yeah dovetail amazing that sounds very similar to i think a lot of people's experiences of like coming back to it with a new lens of adulthood (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have a couple of clarifying questions of Mm -hmm. things that I was able to find on your TikTok. Could you please explain to me um, Wolfpack jeans? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's... um... Well, what do you want to know, my child, about Wolfpack jeans? <laughs> um, I would like you to tell me the secrets that are um, having La Push baby La Push on your butt cheek um, and how that helps your confidence, I would imagine. I 
I, you know when women um, will, like, lift cars over their children when their adrenaline takes off? <laughs> Where That's, is this going? But yes. <laughs> it's like that. It's, mm. I walk into a room and I'm like, I could kill any one of you bitches. Like, <laughs> truly. I wore it to work at one point and somebody who didn't know what Twilight was was like, wow, your jeans are amazing. And I was like, thank you. I made them. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. But, um... <laughs> Anyway, very I, powerful. The yeah. answer is, I feel like I could, I could um, arm wrestle God and and have a shot at winning when I wear those jeans. Wow, yeah, I love that. The other question that I had for you was about your theory that Stephanie Meyer um, would have Elon Musk as a vampire. Could oh. you elaborate on that? <laughs> of course, yeah. If you will please turn to page three hundred forty-seven, you'll see an entire um, diagram that I've created over six <laughs> years of study, independent study. Um, I went off into the woods, actually, and um, (laughs) studied him from afar. There's a lot of old white dudes in the Twilight series, and almost all of them are affluent. I mean, there's all this discussion about about how there's the insider trading, and, and you can't tell me that there aren't vampires on Wall Street. You can't tell me that and expect me to believe you. That's what the Wolf on Wall Street was about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know, absolutely. I just look at Elon Musk and I'm like, you look like you've been around for a really long time because you have just, <laughs> just there's something about his eyes. They're like dead shark's eyes. And yes. I could see him draining the life out of somebody. Like Bill Gates, I feel like it would be a benevolent Carlisle-esque vampire. But but Elon Musk would just want to watch the world burn. Um, Bill Gates gives me Marcus vibes. <laughs> just like yes. really tired. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. I I like to think that Obama is a vampire <laughs> because I would just like him to be around a little bit longer. He's a cool dude. He just seems That's like valid. He just seems like he'd be cool. Sure. But yeah. anyway, our first current event for today. Cody, would you do me the honors? Ooh. We have merch, baby. Point 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 point. What the fuck is up? Point 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 point. We've had, this is not a surprise, we've had merch before. Um, however, this is new, this is that new, new for the holidays. <laughs> and I am incredibly <laughs> excited um, that one of, not only did we have Maddie Padilla, who is like our god, our queen. Yes, we love her. Um, who has helped create our art at the beginning of this show, but now one of my personal friends, <laughs> um, Christine, who I met 10 years ago in a supernatural role play <laughs> on Tumblr. Yeah. It's all connected, oh folks. Oh my god. Um, the sick was of able life. to help <laughs> uh, was able to help create some of our merch and I'm so fucking excited to share it with the yeah. world. So if you've ever wanted so a ketchup boy corner sticker, if you've ever wanted oops all the buzzy <laughs> on a shirt. <laughs> If you've ever wanted just a, a chill 19-year-old Rob with the beanie on. Or one of my personal favorites, which is Twilight with the L from Oh, of Glee, course. How could I forget? So important. Which really crosses over all of the interests. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap here. And hopefully there's something for anyone. And it should be live. Yes. If you're listening to this. It is. So. It is live. And Public has been doing a lot of... Um, Coupons? Like discounts (laughs) lately? (laughs) What the fuck just happened to me? Coupons. Um, So enjoy that. Um, I'm excited to see where in the world is the Debussy sticker. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I I wait the the day. 
I'm very buying excited. an all, oops all Debussy t-shirt as we're recording by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's so fucking good. Oh my I can't God. wait to get it on a fucking baseball tee and just wear oh, it yeah. every day. It's amazing. We don't often do this. I feel like it's happened recently that we've had another BuzzFeed corner. Um, but we do have a BuzzFeed corner. And I feel like this one might get a little bit like hot and bothered. Like a little bit feisty. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Um, this is a Would You Rather from about the Twilight characters. And I'm very excited to discuss some of these with you. The first one, the most important one, some might say, (laughs) is about our two dads, (laughs) Charlie and Carlisle. And the question is asking, would you rather learn baseball, (laughs) learn baseball um, from Charlie or Carlisle? Why put two kings against each other? You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You know that both of them would do it. Absolutely. Like, listen, in our, here in this podcast, we ship these two. They're the best. Um, They're both husbands. Charlie is the one who would be up next to you, helping you learn how to swing. He'd be playing catch. And Carlisle would be the one taking photographs to add to their family album. You cannot convince me otherwise. Absolutely. (laughs) Don't pit two kings against each other. It's just not fair. (laughs) Can I be honest? Yes. Because. Please. All right, this is a vulnerable moment, so let me just get it together. I would love to be in a thruple. Yeah. With, with, with that would, I would like to be a nice Same. little vampire deputy dad sandwich, if possible. <laughs> with deputy dad. Yeah. And I'm like, you know in all those movies where the, the guy is teaching the gal to, like, shoot the bow and arrow? Uh-huh. And then he's like, yes. got, he's like kind of up on her, touching her like her size. I was like imagining that with me and with Carlisle, who I think is like six four. <laughs> me, I'm five three. Yeah. I'm like on a stepping stool. Yeah. He's like crouched, <laughs> crouched fetal position over, me. and I'm like, I feel so safe, <laughs> and I just really want that. Um, Cody, do one of these? Would you rather catch your eye? I'm gonna go with. Would you rather plan a revenge plot? With Rosalie or Victoria. I'm so glad that you brought this yes. to the space. Now, why pit two queens against each other? It's true. That's also such a great team, you know? If you had both of them on your side, oh my god. Anyone who's ever wronged you would not exist. Listen, all I'm saying is I think the strongest triad in this fandom is Rosalie, Victoria, and then Emmett's bag of eggs. Yeah, sure. I think that if that is what Bella had walked into the cafeteria to see, she would have just like dissolved on yeah, site. Absolutely. Oh my God. That is, I think that is a lot of what the book, what Stephanie Meyer was trying to do with Lauren and Jessica, mm. is these just like, the, just these two like really bitchy girls, right. you know, who just like hate everyone. Um, <laughs> but if it was actually Rosalie and Victoria, I would be convinced. Uh, no men would be on this that's, planet. Yeah, I think. I think that's a safe bet. Viv, do any of these would you rather is catch your eye? Would you rather spar with Jasper or Emmett? Okay. Um, well, do I have vampire powers? In Ooh, this great question. <laughs> I would imagine otherwise you would just yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather get killed by Jasper or Emmett? <laughs> would you like all of your bones broken quickly or slowly? <laughs> yes. Sensual murder. 
Um, I, oh, okay, so so in this theory, just so I have all of the ducks in a row, so I do have vampire powers, and, <laughs> yes, um, well, what wig does Rathbone have at this point? Because I feel like we have a pretty standard, you know, the king haircut all throughout sure. Emmett's storyline. Oh, line. my God. <laughs> like, I just realized it, because I'm staring at this man, and he took a ruler, he took a protractor, and went directly across <laughs> with a pair of you know, knitting scissors. Yeah. Like there was no Absolutely. layering done for this poor man. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I would climb Emmett like a tree, and um. So same. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna come out and say it. He didn't fight for the Confederacy, so I'm down That's to I'm down to spar with That's Emmett. Yep. <laughs> I do like the idea, though the the questioning of what era of Jasper's hair <laughs> into consideration here, <laughs> because it brings up the argument of. Who not who you would want to spar with, but who you would want to destroy emotionally rather than physically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like what equipment do you have like on you to be like, oh, I may not like best you in a physical fight, but I can just roast you. And that I think would do it and would That's be enjoyable. <laughs> because that question did not specify whether it was in a physical or a verbal sparring. And I think that <laughs> you could do both. Of course. Um, but I think that if you were in a space where you were not a vampire yet, um, I do think that you could roast the shit out of Jasper. And Emmett is pretty unscathed. Yeah. He just listens to trash music and puts it into Edward's head, which is fine by me. I just realized I've totally forgotten about the fact that I would have a really hard time trash talking someone if they were using their magical vampire powers to make me be like sad. It's true. I'd be like, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So he would, he would definitely do that. He would play, he play dirty, <laughs> and I. And Jasper, as we found out from this book, has the power to just like not be perceived. Right. <laughs> yeah. an, an icon, so... an introvert icon, <laughs> uh, which is especially powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of important would you rather's there um, that we could spend so much time on. What I would love to devote a few minutes of our time on is to talk about some of these cursed Robert Pattinson photos. Yes! Oh, gosh. The lore here. <laughs> They're so bad. They're bad enough on their own, but when you see this photo side by side, all of them together. Yeah. It's like Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Absolutely. Like it's, it's the heavenly trinity. Yeah. I do identify as a green sweater sun, a cage moon, and a Shav Robert rising, so that's fair. God, this green sweater really looks like an absolutely <laughs> genuine image. I did not know it was fake. And I'm I'm honestly kinda of heartbroken because now I'm like zooming in and I have like the, the fucking NCIS team. In enhance. And I'm like <laughs> enhance, zoom and enhance. Like, where is the, where is it? Yeah, is it it's just, so God. seamless. It's also because, like, both of those photos are so shitty. Like, the actual face photo <laughs> is is terrible, and, the like, the, the background is shitty. So when you mold them together, it's just one perfect image. It's, like, totally believable. <laughs> it really is. Cody, um, could you tell us a little bit about this Absolutely. article that we're looking at? Uh, our hero, Carrie Ainsworth from The Tab compiled i need to scroll away from yeah (laughs) look away look away 
he compiled a bunch of cursed photos of Rob, of which there are many, and kind of broke down the lore behind them, which I appreciate. Um, what I also appreciate- Journalism at its finest. Yeah, seriously, thank you so much, Harry. But what I love most about this is that the vast majority of these imagers are just because of good time <laughs> and the Safty brothers. Yes. They are almost entirely, like, with the, a few outliers- just the result of him doing fuck shit with the safety brothers <laughs> like I, first of all i've never seen this cage photo before now me either so that's something that unlocks something in my brain <laughs> i don't know what is i have to process this but it's oh just him God. with his blonde good time hair in a dog crate <laughs> asleep just asleep but he looks dead like he looks like he's in he a does. casket like <laughs> He has a like water next to him. He has a Sani next to him. His phone on his chest just looks like he is conked out, but his he has his arms yeah. like they do in caskets. It's unreal. Now, here's my real question. Can we talk about this funnel neck shy boy one and why yes! that was every guy I crushed shy in high school who I didn't know was gay? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That's every boy who does POVs on TikTok to, like, corpse husband's oh. voice. Oh, seriously? And honestly. <laughs> there's so much happening in these photos. <laughs> what I hate the most is that the one at the end of this, um, the tanned pipe one, Oh, yeah. The otherwise known as the blonde bad boy, which again is <laughs> from the good text. <laughs> um, looks like my stepdad, which is really fucking something. <laughs> Just so Honestly, I think the Safties made that movie to be like, listen, I want to see Robert in the most compromised way possible. I want to put him in stupid costumes. I want to make him look like a fool at every conceivable turn. I have to close out of them, otherwise I will just stare at them mm. yeah. forever. <laughs> just to end this on a really creepy note, we have some U Season 3 news. Nothing large, not, just some minor, just a little hey reminder that we're here. Hey, this was a show that you liked. Uh, <laughs> this was a show that you unfortunately watched and talked about. Yeah. Um, Penn Badgley, Short King, um, just had a son and is now back on the U set for season three, it's, um, listen, this photo is not great. No. I'll just say that right off the bat. It's scary. <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> um, it is, it is Penn Badgley in what doesn't look necessarily like a face mask, more so just like a, what are those called, gators? <laughs> yeah. He has an alligator on his face. Um, and the alligator says, hello, you, in the, like, you font. Ugh. It's spooky. It's so spooky. It's so large. It's so much of his face. This is such a, like, shot in the dark. This is a very nuanced re- reference, but that's okay. The face that he's giving in this photo reminds me a lot of the portrait in the animated Beauty and the Beast of Adam, mm. where he's just, like, no way. Yeah. just, like, staring, and the eyes just move wherever you go. Yeah. But it looks very haunted, um, and it's it's scary, and I don't like it, but it does say that, like, they are starting to film season three, so it'll be about eventually. I am so excited to talk about Midnight Sun with you. Will you were you interested in reading this book um, when it came out? I, 
heard about it and I was mildly interested and then I kind of everything just kind of congealed into one moment of being like if I don't read this book I'm going to perish immediately <laughs> yeah and I it, it went from absolutely nothing no like kind of no interest to I have to have this now and I bought it on ebook and I so I'm in the fucking post nut afterglow of this book and I am <laughs> I am extremely opinionated yeah and I'm I'm ready to discuss it so chapter 20 when we last left off it was like blood city um Edward does the suck and it wasn't great so when we start off with these chapters I expected that we'd be getting a lot of new stuff that like obviously we did not get in twilight because Bella's knocked out Valid. Great. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. much looking forward to it. Um, I did not expect that chapter 27 was going to be another Ocean's Eleven kind of space. But yes! Just in a car. Yeah. <laughs> that I did not bargain for of like, Alice has her shit locked in all the time. Yeah. Alice is in and control. That is, <laughs> she really is the true alpha and it is powerful. This chapter is really interesting just because I think a lot of folks have wondered for a long time like what was that mess that they created Mm -hmm. we get a little bit of it but we don't get a lot of details and this chapter is like incredibly thorough with how Alice sets up the plot of a of Bella like falling through a second story window or something (laughs) it's so much that I was not expecting it one, she's powerful, so thank you, we love Stephanie. Her. Like, <laughs> Alice is important and great. There were so many things on here that were just like the escalation of wild just kept continuing. <laughs> yeah. Of like, we're gonna create this scene so that Alice can go into the hospital and wear blue booties <laughs> and steal blood, and then it's just gonna keep going. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna heist from there. all around. <laughs> Yeah, she she really had an entire chapter dedicated to basically what was a she, a scene from like one of the Sherlock um, Downey Jr. movies where he's like <laughs> yes. slow motion imagining how he's gonna do it. He's like, oh, there's a this and that, and then it's like, no, rewind, rewind. <laughs> but it it was it was incredible to me how many times Edward managed to be like. She wears a hoodie that's like three sizes too big for her, but she's still really hot. <laughs> like just so you know, just so she Ugh. just so everybody knows. And I, I love and respect Alice, but I do have two, two little words <laughs> that kind of blow this whole Ocean's Eleven, you know, Grand Theft Twilight out of the water, which is um, security cameras. Mm. Well, yes, that's valid. Sure. I agree. I, for a second, I thought you were going to say skinny privilege <laughs> um, because that also came to my mind during yeah. this of Edward spends a lot of time checking out his sister. Ugh. She like looks over at Jasper and is like, give me your watch. And he goes in this like thorough paragraph of like, oh, it's like so big on her because she's just so small yeah, and it's dainty. so gross. She's wearing it like a bangle, but it's like hot, question mark. It's like, but I'm yeah. kind of into it. I don't know. <laughs> and also he's like, oh, that like sweater just swallows her because she's so tiny she's so tiny and small (laughs) she's an infant she is a literal child and yet it's like avant-garde and she can do anything (laughs) yeah stop it's Uh, like hey she is saving y'all's asses your girlfriend (laughs) is dying in your lap right now can you please literally focus Focus. yeah (laughs) 
this the vision plays out for me a lot it gave me a lot of like edgar wright vibes Mm -hmm. in the sense of like we're going to keep pushing on this scenario and if it doesn't work we're just going to restart from the beginning and keep going it was i think far more engaging by having it for me anyways of having it be all within a vision in the car Mm. i think stephanie knew like Edward was not going to leave the hospital as soon as they got there. So she needed to figure out a way to like tell this story in a different way. It was very thorough. One of my personal favorite parts of this chapter is when Alice finally imagines herself in the hotel. Everything is set up. And then (laughs) Edward describes Alice as hurling herself down the stairs like a bowling ball. It's so... (laughs) It comes out of nowhere. Nowhere. The image is powerful it's, it's visceral it's a very prominent uh, and I just image. Was not, <laughs> yes it all makes sense to yeah me. um mm-hmm. the other thing too and it's clear i think in this more than in some of the other things that stephanie meyer has like older kids now because one of the expressions that she uses when alice gets her car wash is like oh yeah my kid like threw up tomato juice <laughs> Like, who, first of all, which, what kid? Yeah. And then also, what? Why are you just yeah. explaining it? But it was, Tomato it worked, juice doesn't I guess. stain like that, my friend. No. I don't no, understand why we needed to have those details. I'm still trying to figure out what the blood in the car was about, if I'm honest. Which I, car, I guess, is a great question, because Stephanie does not is not thorough on that there's two different cars both of them have blood um yes for what we're not sure yes 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 all of this yes but other than that excellent tokyo drift um monologuing i i I was enraptured with the fact that edward james cullen thought he could really go 180 miles an hour (laughs) in arizona where they have a cop on every single corner like oh my god I was fascinated and appalled. We don't need traffic laws. It was a lot of audacity. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm a vampire. Yeah, he was just, I don't know what he thought of like, oh yeah, I'm in a zoom, like literally zoom on this freeway right now, pressing my like nitrous oxide buttons, (laughs) my little go-go buttons, and assume that like everything will be fine. Knock it off. Knock it off. You know, um, that would be excellent merch, is having little pins that have GoGo1 and GoGo2 on oh, it. Oh, fuck. I oh, my God. want that on my body now. Just going to write that down when really I, I, I was like, I, did you, did, I, I swear, I, and I'm not a car person, but it really does feel like Meyer, like, watched the Fast and Furious movies and, like, this is how cars yes. work. Yeah. You hit the button and it go. <laughs> and... <laughs> She loves cars, but not in a, like, normal, realistic sense. It's always in these, like, wild car chases. She's always mm-hmm. just, like, naming numbers with letters like it's a math equation. She's like, yeah, I know cars, actually. So. Pick me. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> I, uh, Build know different. cars. And she does the, like, Debbie Ryan, like, ear thing. She's mm. like, yeah, I know about cars. <laughs> shut up, Stephanie. Like, you Googled up, it. Steph. You Googled it like everything else. Yeah. I am so curious to know about your opinions with Chapter 28 because I have a lot of feelings about this one. How did okay. this chapter make the both of you feel? 
this is the moment where I I turn on my disappointed mom voice because mm. there was a lot of anti Renee dialogue happening in this chapter. Yeah, we we get yes. some Renee content, and it's yes, it is very judgy, and I really did not appreciate that. She was a young mom mm-hmm. with with Charlie, and she was like, "I'm not happy with this life. I love my daughter." She's kind of like, honestly, if she'd grown up a little bit more, she might have realized she didn't really want to be a mom. Right. And And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like everyone's crucifying this woman for being like, he immediately, I find this a lot with Edward, and maybe it's the reason that he's attracted to Bella. Whenever he hears women's thoughts, he tends to be very condescending. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. And that is, that's not cool, Ed. You can't just... (laughs) You can't just do that because it, no. and he's like, oh, she's kind of a narcissist. It's like, no, her daughter almost died and she's got her own life. Mm-hmm. And th- there's just, there's more to it. It's it's fascinating because he's been around for a, a hundred years and he still doesn't understand that people can be multidimensional. It's, it's <laughs> no, frustrating. Uh, but anyway, I just, I thought that Renee kind of got bitch slapped by Meyer and I was like, that's not cool. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I thought that Charlie was going to be at the hospital. Why did I think that? I don't know. I'm so glad that you brought that up, though. So this conversation between Carlyle and Charlie did a lot for me, personally. <gasps> yes. The tension is palpable. Mm-hmm. It is insane. Yes. I feel like so many fanfic writers read this and they were like, great, perfect. This is the exact thing that I needed. Because we get Charlie in a space where he's vulnerable and he's scared and he's worried about his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's like panicky, which you would like never expect from like gruff Charlie. Um, and then we get Carlisle being like ultimate Carlisle mode of just like super reassuring and super chill and like has this medical background to be able to explain what he's thinking. And it's hot. Some might say. Yeah, and also yes. he's asking him questions like, well, do you remember the first time you were in love? I died! I died! <laughs> like, listen, buddy, buddy, buddy. I want to know what love I is. just want him to kiss <laughs> once. Just, I'd, I just, <laughs> mm, I just want it. Stephanie Meyer won't let me feel joy. <laughs> it's so Where are the gays? The ten, like you, the she writes them like this, and then it's like yes, no homo. It's like step no. Yeah, and she expects us to think that what you've written here is homo. So I don't understand what's the disconnect here. (laughs) I don't. I'm just genuinely curious at this point what she thinks homo is. This is no homo. (laughs) Homo sapien, human being. Um, I there was one line in particular that I highlighted, and I was like, I need to bring this to I need to bring this to the podcast because this needs to be discussed. One in particular where he's like, Charlie goes, I, I don't even know what I would do if you weren't there with her. Mm. I was like, put me <laughs> in a rowboat and send me out to sea. I am never recovering from this. Yeah. No. <sighs> oh. Oh my god. And yet, Esme. <laughs> Esme and Carlisle are like, yep, we love each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, for sure. Got, wink, Stephanie. <laughs> wink. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the first conversation, because this is titled Three Conversations, because Stephanie is as subtle as a fucking gunshot. <laughs> um, then the second conversation that we get is with Renee. I am so intrigued by the way that Stephanie has written Renee mm-hmm. in this 
the way that Edward describes her is like she has abilities. Mm. Which is mm-hmm. wild. And I think that he thinks that it's I don't I don't know, actually. This is like one of the only times that I feel like I cannot resonate with this Gemini man. Right. <laughs> but he spends a lot of time <laughs> thinking about like what Renee would be like as a vampire because right. her thoughts are just so loud. <laughs> Like, she's just so loud all the time. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, people, I don't think the other vampires would like her. Because she's, like, so loud. And, like, maybe you're just nosy. Why don't you just tune her out, my guy? Like, (laughs) it sounds, she, she, he compares her to, to Jasper's abilities in the sense that she's, like, people can kind of pick up on her energy and want to take care of her. Like, she attracts caregivers Mm. naturally. Yeah. And, yeah. but he describes it as like a crude version of that, like a sort of like a shittier version of what Jasper does. Like, I don't remember exactly how he phrased it, but it was once again, very judgmental Gemini. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was, it's fascinating because you then think about it in contrast to Charlie and the fact that he's never considered Charlie to be a vampire. <laughs> Um, because despite the fact that he's never met anybody like Charlie who thinks like he does Mm. before. And I, I mean, the, the, the contrast of Charlie having these very subdued nonverbal thinking, Mm. which is how I would assume most people think. Um, but, and then you have Renee who's got these intense punches of like verbal non, I can't even. Renee's like the, the monologuing constant monologue in your brain kind of thinker and he's just like i can't do this right now because i can hear everything (laughs) i need you to stop the way that edward describes renee reminds me a lot of i i don't know if this is accurate but renee gives off a lot of aries energy to me Mm. of like very youthful just needs like constant like will adamantly say that she doesn't need help but like needs a lot of help And I'm personally on the camp that, like, Renee has provided a lot of trauma on Bella. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the way that this is described, I think, connects a lot of dots from what was already set up from mm-hmm. her. Um, do I think that it's the best choice? No, but I think it f- certainly as fuck explains a lot of, like, why Bella was taking care of her mom, like, being the parent mm-hmm. in this space. Um, if this is the way that Edward is trying to rationalize, like, her, whether it's narcissism or just, like, being young. Yeah. Um, and just, like, needing a lot of help here. I think that it it makes sense why it appealed to Bella so much if, like, she can just be standing in a corner thinking really loudly and other people are drawn to it, which is mm-hmm. such an interesting... That's a really interesting way to describe things. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that made me incredibly uncomfortable about all of this is that uh, Renee is, like, attracted to Edward. It's too um, horny. It's which, so horny. Yeah. It's not great. It's not a good, it's not a good thing that's happening here. So um, handsome. I, I know. Um, it does encourage him to do a lot of thinking specifically about the pomegranate seeds, which we haven't heard from in a while. Um, and I hated it a lot. um made me very upset i wanted to know your thoughts on this last conversation between essentially james and him because i feel like this is what a lot of people have written fan fiction about over the past 10 years and now to get it from edward's side i think is interesting 
it's just a lot of him like hating himself of course What's yeah that new? doesn't get tired at all um <laughs> i this scene to me felt a lot like something you'd see in a soap opera of yes. just like this like really stoic man who's like thinks he plays his cards really well yeah. like close to his child but he does not and now he's just like I already killed you, but I'm going to watch your monologue video and be super angry about it in a church because I'm subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? That's why I'm mad. That's why I'm mad. It's because, motherfucker, what did you think? He, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like, he, he I mean, went after the woman. He went after the human woman yeah. that you created an obstacle for him to get over. And then you're like going through all this panic and then she's okay and everything's kind of fine like he's dead you saved the girl you you get everything that you want and then you sit down and you have this moment where you're like oh wait it was all my fault it's like yes bitch it was but like i thought we were past this it's like a narrative concept like i just what are you gaining from just being confirmed again and again and again that all of this was your fault which is something he already thought right he was always like yeah his the entire fucking thesis of this book he's like I am dangerous and she shouldn't be with me because I'm only going to put her in harm's way. And then here's video evidence of him directly putting her in harm's way. And he's like, oh man. <laughs> it's like, buddy. I'm shocked and appalled. Right. It's like, are we <laughs> surprised? This falls into your narrative. One of my favorite things that I, about Edward, just because I relate to it a lot is like, yes, he is in a situation right now where like Bella is considered stable mm-hmm. by all of her doctors. She is just fucking out because she needs to heal. Yeah. And so everything right now is like taken care of and on his side. And he's like, but what if I suffer more? <laughs> what if I just stay in this moment of pain? Yeah. It's just so annoying. Um, especially at the end, Stephanie, subtle queen stephanie um does a lot of god talk Mm. which um edward is not and he's like i don't have a god because i am above god (laughs) but i am going to talk to her god you know lord and savior jesus christ like stop it it's just you have a literal a literal cross in your house i've never once heard bella even remotely talk about religion at all like as as far as we know she's she's wiccan like don't (laughs) Don't sit here. <laughs> just be like, I just, I I need absolution. I need absolution from anything. But I'm not. I'm not religious. Because that, I don't want religion in my book. Like, it's not, it's, it was very yeah, the frustrating. the audacity for him to say, like, I'm going to pray to her God. And it's like, we don't fucking know if Bella's religious. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. We don't know that. Um, that's a, that's quite the leap to take, sir. Yeah. And I don't mean to be judgy. I'm sure he's he's also been traumatized by this experience. I, for the amount of time that he has been alive and the amount of accidental condescension that he has towards Bella and her decisions about her life, uh, about how she wants to live her life and the fact that she's like, I've made my decision. Like, I I found you and that's it. And this is it for me. Like, I just, I know in my soul that this is right. So for him to turn around and be like, I've been around for a hundred years, like, I know better, and then to turn around and be like, yeah, but, you know, I just, it's really sad, I'm really sad, I'm all sad, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need, you need to go to vampire therapy, babe, like, you can't tell for me that real? there's no practicing therapist who's also a vampire, like, th- th- I'm now sure. Now that's the story I want to hear about. Yes. Yeah, let's go, come on. I, mm-hmm. 
am very curious. So next week we're going to be finishing up this book, which has felt like it's gone on for a really long time. <laughs> um, and I am very curious to see what we know of from Edward's perspective already, where he tries to, like, break up with Bella. Um, it'll be interesting, also sad, I imagine, in his head when that happens. Um, but it will be very satisfying to finally have a closure to this like almost 700 page book. Yeah, Lord. That's taken us a long time to read. <laughs> yeah. It's taken it all out of me. Um, yes, it is exhausting. Well, I, I have a question for you too. Would you want to read a new moon that was from um, Eddie's perspective? <laughs> Eddie boy. <laughs> oh my God. Eddie boy. That's what I've wanted since we heard about Midnight Sun as like partial draft four. Mm. That is, I. I have wanted it so much, but I also know, like, I unfortunately understand a lot about Edward's head just because I'm also Gemini, um, <laughs> and so I also like to wallow in sad things, mm-hmm. um, but I know, unfortunately, that it's never going to happen, and it makes me sad Why? Why wouldn't it? But Why wouldn't it? I think, I think Steph said it makes her too sad to be in his head, right? Are you serious? Yeah, because she's like, he's yeah, so anxious and it puts her in a weird space writing him because he's so just full of anxiety. I, I have no, I have no response to that. <laughs> I have no <laughs> response. That's fair. You are a professional <laughs> and internationally recognized author. <laughs> it's like, okay, I just don't want to do woodworking today because this makes, woodworking makes me sad yeah. sometimes. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> Do you want money, though? I mean, we could talk about the the wolf man having coitus with a person he's known Ugh. since she was a child. Like, that's fine, but The fact that she so quickly leapt to that instead of doing any other version of the book, it was oh, like, why was that yes. the next one out the bat? What? Yeah. What's wrong with you? You know her editors were just... I mean, her editors this, this whole time have been trying to give Stephanie recommendations that she is so blatantly... Ignored. Yeah. But I feel like that one in particular, they were like, hey, Steph, not a good look. Steph, no. don't. Please. And she Please. was like, I, suddenly I cannot hear. Suddenly I cannot read. I don't. I think I've already written 800 pages. Do you want me to stop? Because I I think I this is yeah. millions of dollars I have. This is I'm good shit on, right so. here. Yeah. Do you know what I could go on for 800 pages about is what? how much I love our patrons. Ooh, look at that segue. <laughs> Segway. Thank you so much. Powerful. Um. Cody, would you like to start us off? Absolutely. This time. Welcome to our newest patron, Althea Johnson. Whoa. Pew, 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 pew. Our girl or person, Mallory Hardwick. Boing, 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 Thank boing. you. Pew, pew, pew. Beep, 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 beep. Shout out to Katie Black. Ooh, Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Shout out Kylie Minty. <laughs> <laughs> Looking fresh. Uh, Elizabeth James. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you to Jess Love. Thank you, Alex Dornan. Thank you, Carrie Goldberg. Claps for Mickey Meyer. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Shout out Zoe Steele. Yes. <laughs> Hello to Rebecca Cullen. Thank you for your seven dollars. Yay. <laughs> uh, thank you to Amy Taylor. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing, bing. Thank you, Malt Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Malt. Thank you for having the best 
Yes. Constantly uh, brings us joy. Thank you, Taylor Browntown Lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our unofficial intern. Um, thank you to my mom, Kelly Beck. Woo. Yay. Beep, beep, beep. Thank you, Aaron Salinger. Yay. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to Donna Kavanaugh. Thank you, Danae Swan. Yay. And thank you, Jessica Hale. Yay. We did it. Yay. We did it. I am so excited to know about what fan fiction that you brought to the space. Well, I figured we'd keep it in the family, and I have brought the original PDF version of Master of the Universe, which is the original uh, Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction. Oh, shit. Okay, let's go. Let's let's remember our history, all right? (laughs) Yeah, our our, our roots. (laughs) Return to our roots. I, I picked out a couple of different sections because it's terrible. Uh, It is not well written, but it is enjoyable to read. Um, And so I picked out a couple different random pieces throughout. Um, This is from the beginning. Uh, Oh, no. I had not bargained for this. The clothing section is this way, I practically whimper. Ew. What follows has to be the most uncomfortable experience in my camping sales career. The nadir of my time at Newton's. I've captured a Greek god in our changing rooms, and I'm handing him lightweight walking trousers. How did this happen? By the time he's chosen a pair that are navy blue, I am the color of the Communist Manifesto. Oh my god. (sighs) Excellent. The rules. Let's talk about them. The food is a deal breaker? Yes. Can I modify to say that you will eat at least three meals a day? No. I'm so not backing down on this. No one is going to dictate to me what I eat. How I fuck? Yes. But eat? No. No way. (laughs) He clasps my hand. Outside of... The time you're my sub, perhaps we could try. I don't know if it'll work. I don't know about separating anything. It may not work, but I'm willing to try. Maybe one night a week, I don't know. Holy crow. My mouth drops open. My subconscious is in shock. And then in italicizing. Um, Edward Cullen is up for more! Exclamation point. Okay. Whoa. I just want to say, if anyone were to say holy crow to my face, I would just walk into the sea and let it take me. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I think we should bring it back. I don't know if it was ever here, but I think we should bring it to the cultural zeitgeist. I, Holy Crow is very in, fun. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, in an absolutely um, contrarian form that is super good for comedy, I am anti-Holy Crow yeah. um, because this is an anti-Birds <laughs> space That's that true. I'm trying to That's create. True. You're strong in your brand um, and your convictions, and I respect you for that. <laughs> Um, But I do appreciate the commit to uh, saying that no one says. Viv, where on the internet can folks go to support your work? Well, you can always find me on TikTok um, at Skooma Thurman. That's at S-K-O-O-M-A Thurman. Such a good name. Such a good name. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. So good. (laughs) Um, And you can find me on YouTube. I'm actually going to start a series where I review entire series of books um, and try to make them comedic for like um, under 10 minutes. Right now I'm reading the Throne of Glass series, so you can find me on Vivian Vaith. Um, That's just my name on YouTube. And um, I'll hopefully have that guy out in the next month or so, uh, depending on how fast I can get these books done. (laughs) Um, Amazing. 
but yeah, that's that's mainly the two places that I am. I guess you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm on there occasionally, and usually it's to like post thoughty selfies of myself. Hey. Um, same name <laughs> at Skuma Thurman, and um, yeah, that's me. The, the, thank you guys so much for having Amazing. me. This has been a true delight. It has been a joy to have you here. Thank you so much for bringing all of your thoughts and hilarity to the space. It has been incredibly welcome as always, but also especially today in the worlds that we have. It is very good to have. Um, Next week, last uh, thing for Midnight Sun, which for a while, thank God. Um, (laughs) So uh, as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. (laughs) Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.